Welcome to 90 Day Have Your Say, a podcast on our favorite reality show and yours, 90 Day Fiance. Hey, DeGill. DeBay. Okay, before we get down with the breakdown, we want to tell everyone something, right? Uh, we do. This is a, uh, we have an exclusive today. And it is well worth the brief. It is a very brief wait. Well worth the brief wait. Actual, real text message exchange between you and Lita. Oh, my goodness. The most so good. hated cast member of all of 90 Day History. I had a text exchange with Lita, and it was exactly what you think it would be. It really was. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if it was exactly what people thought it would be because I think people have some sort of skepticism about, okay, are these people really like what they're portrayed as on the show? Yeah. Turns out, oh my God, exponentially so. Is she ever. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's save that for the end. Okay. All right. Where do you want to start? Let's start. Well, everyone got married and like, Yay, but I guess Jay and Ashley just continue to have their issues, which is, um, you know. <laughs> hey, DeGill, you're, someone's blowing up your phone while we're podcasting. I'm sorry. We'll get texts. <laughs> my, my apologies. I called Jay and Ashley from the beginning. It's the same old story, and it just gets worse. Um, there's no chance in the world that a 20-year-old dude was going to be able to figure this out. And not even figure this out. Almost, you know, to, to some degree, you can't expect it. We got into this debate. You and I did on last week's show. I just think, as the kids like to say, it is what it is. <laughs> and um, I, I just, they're not going to last. I, I always had them as near the bottom of, you know, chances of lasting. Right. And, and I just, I, it's all coming to fruition real quick. I have two words for you, DeGill. You're right. You were right. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. <laughs> Say that again. Say it slowly. <laughs> okay, listen. I, I, it's such a, like, you're right. You know, you stand back and you think, Jay is 20 years old. What were we thinking? Ashley said herself, she's like, I don't want a boy. I want a man. And then she puts these, I guess, expectations on a 20-year-old. My fault was, you know, I believe in love and they really did appear to be truly, truly in love with each other. And whoever is blowing up your phone is <laughs> such a oh please tell your girlfriends to back up. It is it is a little ridiculous. I'm on a three way text during college football bowl season. So oh. guys have stuff to say. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that was my fault. I, I, I'm just a believer in love and, you know, I'll never quit believing in love. But in this case, I, you know, just real life got to Ashley. But you see, there's a lesson in that, right? Because you're in love with love, right? You're yeah. in love with love. Yeah. And even when we first had the discussion about them on this show, you were like, nope, uh-uh, no, it's going to win. You don't believe in love. Love's going to win out. Um, there's a lesson in that, too, right? It's the whole Dirty John premise. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you calling me Deborah Newell? I think I might be saying that you're susceptible to a dirty jizzle. No. I really do. Yeah. I don't know, just something to keep in mind. I anyway, I mean, I don't know if there's much more to add to them other than 
uh, has Ashley yet gone to her friend? I believe Natalie. Natalie was her name. Natalie. And say to her, hey, you were right the whole time, Natalie. Just and as I, I said it to you. Yeah. Ashley yeah. really should go back to Natalie and, and apologize and say, listen, not that she should have listened to her. You, you When you're in love, you're going to do what you're going to do, regardless of what anyone around you says, because you kind of have to go through it on your own, make the mistakes, learn from it, grow. But she should not, probably not have been so harsh with Natalie and cut her out of the wedding if she really did and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, all right. we'll, we'll see where those two kids go. The uh, reunion preview looked like, um, it looks looked so like good. at one point Jay walked off the set, looked like Ashley tried to talk shit to him while they were on the couch there with uh, Holly Robinson, not Holly Robinson. Is that her name? Holly Robinson. Yeah. No, Sean, Sean Robinson, Sean Robinson. I was getting uh, her mixed up with someone. Sean Robinson, who the cast members just completely roll over on these shows. <laughs> just completely. So well, anyway. it's hard to contain all of these big personalities. And they really are. You know, when we first started watching the show, which was years ago, I mean, probably five years ago, four years ago. I'm not sure how long it's been running. Um, but you really do see how the drama has amped up. And they, they know exactly... I mean, a lot of it is strategic. I know that things get heated and they get emotional and they, you know, nobody likes feeling judged, especially from fellow castmates. But I think that they're amping up the drama because, you know, they just are, you know, really one more thing about, their 15 one, minutes. One more thing about Jay and Ashley. I'm sorry to interrupt you there. Yeah. My apologies. Um, the whole conversation where Ashley was trying to get on, trying to get out of Jay, why did you do this? And Jay goes down the rabbit hole of, I wanted more attention. Yeah, maybe that was it. <laughs> maybe if you gave me three more hours of attention, I wouldn't have done it. Um, that's also a bullshit conversation because it has nothing to do with attention. So now Ashley thinks, oh, if I gave him more attention, he wouldn't have made himself a profile at whatever dating website. It has nothing to do with that. He's just a 20-year-old dude with hormones. There's no thought process to it. There, it really is. There is no explanation. And so there's no conversation to be had. It's one yeah. of life's horrible mysteries. I think that's a very good point. So valid. And, you know, you would know more as a guy. But I think that for Ashley, she really needs to put that somewhere and try and understand it because it hurt her so much. And so I think so if we really want to break this down. I think when she's saying, you know, I saw a couple of these girls that he was trying to message on Tinder and they looked and uh, she was saying like, we're complete opposites. And she says, I'm small and blonde and they're not. And I think that she was really, I mean, other than trying to shade them and saying probably they were like big fat or something unattractive. I think what she was trying to get at is, you know, am I not like, I, I feel I'm attractive or more attractive than these other girls. I don't understand it. And I think for a lot of attractive women, they, you know, there's a lot of value put on their looks, on their physical looks. And so when a guy cheats on them and the person that they cheat with is like nowhere near their level of attractiveness, that really stumps them. Well, that's also subjective, right? Eye of the beholder. 
and even if and even if it's no, not and even not if there is about hold on, like sevens and hold eights on, we're hold talking on, about oh no i'm just saying that that's also even if it isn't subjective let's say we all agree that one is more attractive than the other i mean that's also life's mysteries right it's like Sometimes there just isn't an explanation for stuff like that. It's not always, oh, well, if he was going to cheat on me, wouldn't he do it with someone objectively more attractive? It just, right. it just is what yeah. it is. You know? Yeah. But I think that's what's hard for – part of what's hard for Ashley to wrap her mind around is – Totally. Yeah. Totally. I think yeah. that's tough for attractive uh, – she's she's a cute girl for sure. And I think that that's maybe, – maybe the girls that he was talking to were stunningly unattractive. And so she's like – what? <laughs> well, the other thing at one point didn't she go? She goes, and she was eighteen. Well, he's twenty. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. So what's wrong with that? Totally appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We oh, got okay. Lita on the horizon, so we got to move on to somebody else. Let's, I'm so, I'm so excited. Be. Totally. Okay. Okay. So fair and doucheface. I see. I don't want to call him douche anymore because I know he's not a douche. He's really shown himself to be a good guy. He has like the really great intentions and he's, I think he's following through on his word and he's going to be committed to his marriage, but I, I'm going to call him still douche face because he still has that <laughs> look. So mean. <laughs> I told you it's a compliment. <laughs> uh... His brother was like, he's a pimp. He can pull anybody. I'm yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, they got married in a field somewhere in North Carolina. Not exactly her dream wedding. Uh, dream wedding. Yeah. Uh, su boda de sus sueños. Not exactly. Um, but you know what? They were the one that I thought would last the longest, and I still feel that way about them. I agree. All right, next. All right, next. <laughs> awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> He Kalani shaved, by the way. way. How did you feel about him when he shaved off his beard and his mustache? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to uh, debate. You know, he's a good-looking man, but everyone looks better with a beard. You can you can fight me on that. Anyone, mm. you tag me, fight me. I I wow. stand by it. Twitter. What's your Twitter? I am Debay. I am Debay fight her on the I am debate about that <laughs> you know uh, this I think this episode and we didn't see this at uh, Jonathan and Fernanda's wedding but we certainly did see it uh, the week before with Jay and Ashley in Las Vegas and with some of these other couples we're about to talk about the sheer solitude of these weddings a lack of invitees a lack of attendees uh, made for some very sad exchanging of the vows in my opinion yeah and we'll get to that especially with colty and larissa it was kind of somber what about okay so let's go there colty and larissa um yeah colty you know you're the fashionista how about colty's uh, suit first of all oh i can't say anything that wasn't already said online which you guys saw it it's you know it's completely different when you have to vocalize it but the pictures tell everything i so ill-fitting is what you're saying yeah yeah if you know if anyone needs to get a custom suit it's colty (laughs) but we all know they like are you are you trying to be super nice is that why you're having trouble coming up with the words very cute trying to be super nice i don't i just this is this is my reality right so i really have to work with all different body types and help people look you know like they have a balanced silhouette 
And I think in, in Colty's case, he has, uh, you know, more areas that we need to disguise um, and put the focus on and other areas to That's help fair. balance him out. That's so, fair. yeah, he needed definitely something custom made and in a very specific material that would help, you know, that would sit well on him. They chin, he totally chinsed out on Larissa's dress. They went to Goodwill and got it. And she was totally happy with it. You know, Colty should be very, very grateful to her. Like on your wedding day that you get your dress from Goodwill, that is a (laughs) huge sacrifice. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about Colty's cousin showing up in his work shirt and shorts? It is utterly disrespectful. And you know, you do that, that's a conscious decision, right? Because everybody makes a conscious effort to, you know, dress a certain way for a wedding. It's just part of the process, right? I'm going to a wedding, what am I going to wear? And he made a conscious decision to be disrespectful and wear his work shirt. I mean, like either he is like, he thinks that he's really going to gain a lot of business by promoting his business, by wearing (laughs) that that shirt every single episode, (laughs) But to wear it to his own cousin's wedding to try and get, you know, be disrespectful to Larissa was just, it was very disappointing. And if he cares anything about Colt and Debbie, he shouldn't have done it. Yeah, it was totally distracting, the fact that he did it. You're right, it was a choice. Um, You know what you sort of had me noticing about Colty that didn't used to bother me from the beginning? I was more fixated on his uh, non-athletic build. But his manner of speaking has gotten, I want to, either it bothers me more now late into this show and a last se- a last episode of the show, it took me a, a season of it to, to have it bother me, or I just didn't notice it, which is everything he talks about, he talks about in this tone. I know. So that if I just got shot in the neck and I'm bleeding out, I would just say to you, oh, my God, I got shot in the neck, and I think I need to go to the hospital right now. Uh, you know, like every possible life circumstance, it listens to the exact same tone from that dude. And after a while, you do start to think, um, is, is everything okay with him? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious. Like, like that, that worries me about him because then, I, I, then it does extend to, I hope uh, he's normal. Like, I hope it works out between those two, but I don't give, I don't give them any chance of working out. The big reveal of their storyline, of course, was the fact that Colty called the cops on her in a, in a domestic dispute. And apparently in the state of Nevada, when you call the cops, even if you call off the dogs, if you will, at some point, subsequent to that, it is Nevada law that they pursue this. And so she has a domestic battery charge against her. And apparently that is threatening their ability to stay together in the United States. What do you think about a dude, no matter the domestic dispute, call, picking up the phone and dialing 911? My opinion on that, I think, is connected to why I believe Colty speaks the way he does. So somebody who speaks almost like overly measured and overly calm I think is somebody who is trying really hard to hide a really bad temper so 
I think that he got, you know, beyond himself with his own temper that whatever went down that day when they had the argument, um, you know, Debbie on camera said it got, it was a really bad fight. And, you know, I think mm-hmm. that Debbie is very honest. And if, she, if it were, were Larissa's fault, I think Debbie would have said that. I think she would have taken the opportunity to say, Larissa got out of hand, Colty called the cops. But she said that they had a fight and was very surprised at how bad it got. And I think that Colt has a really bad temper to the point. I mean, I told you, he creeps me out. I think that he is um, has a very dark side. And I think that Larissa wants to be loyal to him. Doesn't, can't really come out and say it. But I think that she says like, oh, everyone thinks Colty's this, Colty's that. But he's not 100% innocent. So while I know she's like a fiery sort of passionate person, I think Colty has a really dark side and he probably contributed more than 50% to, you know, why she got so upset that day. Hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. We'll never know. We weren't there. Right. But I'm guessing if, if he felt the need to call the cops, she must have been pretty bad. But I find it interesting that in the end, he's the apologetic one, right, for having caused the situation. So it's almost like the action elicited a reaction that jacked them up entirely so i mean i don't know we i don't know i just know that uh i don't i don't i'm not long for them as they say in the stock market yeah so you know i feel you yeah and i don't know what happens to those kids other than the fact that apparently they're all over social media you're you know just she's just shouting out about how much he cheats on her all the time so that storyline has actually progressed in real life to the fact that um He's just a serial slipping into the DMs kind of guy. And we'll see how they act on the reunion because I'm sure there's some, you know, you can see some cross couple fireworks that involve Larissa. Yeah. I think that part they worked out or they're, you know, he's saying he's committed to being, you know, better and, you know, taking care of their relationship, but privately. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) <laughs> I have no I mean I'm, what's the reason to have any faith in anything they say seriously yeah I mean a- any of them except for Olga and Steven like maybe they are the only ones who are showing us truly what their lives are like and they're the only ones who have not gotten married because of actual international laws so or the fact that he didn't go ahead and start the process as early as he initially promised he would so she's with baby with Richie in Moscow while he's uh, angrily going back to the United States and making a living because everything he does <laughs> is angry. I want to go back there and I'm going to, I want to make some money so we can start a family. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she is here now. She, I think it was just earlier this month, her visa was approved. It appears that they're together He's got the GoFundMe page going. It looks like they're probably almost, if not at their goal, um, getting help for, you know, baby expenses, et cetera. But I believe in these two. They've got, they have more against them statistically because they are so young and they've got the baby, the added stress of having a a young family. But um, hopefully they use this opportunity, you know, use this platform and they translate it into something really positive and really big and, and really good for their futures. We shall see. 
we shall see. I, I just think that uh, she's as sweet as could be. And um, yeah. he's well-intentioned, as we've, as we've said before. I just don't know if he has the maturity to uh, harness that well-intentioned approach, you know. Well, um, boys are a little bit delayed developmentally, so. Bowie, Maryland, her- baby. That's where he's from. <laughs> Bowie, Maryland. Um, yeah, I, I, I still give them the best shot. I gave them the best shot from the beginning. Along did with you? Fair and Jonathan. Oh, yeah, you did. You no. did. All right. Did we leave anybody out before Lita and Eric? I don't think so. No, we had to leave. Oh, of course we did. Oh, shoot. Who? Kalani and Asuelu. Oh, my gosh. You're right. <laughs> I always oh, forget Samoa. about her. Oh, Samoa. Um, I am so done with that damn family. I keep saying it every episode. You get really... Here's what happens when I go off on that family. You, while we're watching it, you say to me, you go, why are you so angry about it? <laughs> like, why are you so mad about it? Because I'm tired of that family thinking that they're, they are the only ones who know everything. And Asuelu knows nothing. Like, the sister, as we've talked about, way too invested emotionally. The brother who uh, had that one episode where he was telling him what to do. And then there's this whole kowtowing around the father. And like the father, everything that comes out of that dude's mouth is right out of um, aggressive uh, father-in-law 101 handbook. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, if he did something else, I have a word with him. Like, shut up already. Like, enough already. <laughs> Let them be. Seriously, like, what dude would respond to that after That's a while? true. I know what you're saying. You know the, the whole thing about Kalani's dad taking that you know, old school stance is that you're not giving your daughter's husband the father of your grandson the opportunity to be his own man you know if you're going to play that role and be overbearing like that and be like i i'm the protector of these girls well no that's not your job anymore you're supposed to hand that torch over to her husband and give him the space to be the protector and be the man and let him step up but it's so old school it's not for real not for me and i and, and it's not for any dude i think of a certain age or of a certain makeup I think Asuelo is obviously too young and too too shy at this point to stand up to it. But at some point, there will come a day. And by the way, it would have happened already with a lot of guys. But at some point, Asuelo is going to walk up to that dad one day and say, hey, dude, how about you shut the fuck up from now on? <laughs> like, seriously, like, it's got to stop because it's that family is so overbearing. Let me raise my one. Oops, sorry, forgot to tell you. Two kids. Um, and oh by the way I'm gonna pregger her again if you don't stop talking (laughs) oh my god because at some point it just becomes like okay enough and so I think I've gotten you mean that you're so angry well just because it's all it's like that poor kid what did he do wrong I agree with you the daughter I mean Kalani obviously likes him right he didn't force himself on her so it's like, everybody back off. He's not the problem. Well, didn't I say this to you when we watched it? I was like, y- you know, the truth is, family Kalani, your daughter doesn't actually have that many options where you should be so hard on this guy. Oh. Like You should be supporting him. Oh. And be like, you know what? Thank you for loving our daughter. And you love her. Sweetie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for loving our daughter. And let's give you a chance to love and raise a family. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I get this. It's annoying because we've dealt with a whole season of them. 
you know, it's like, okay, we get it. You guys think you know everything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Did we forget anybody else? Best for I don't know. We could be, but like, we're so over these couples. So like, we've never, I I still can't get enough Jesse and Darcy. Like, I wish they come back for another (laughs) season, but the, all of these couples were like, okay, next we're ready for the next season. All right. So how do we start this? Um, well, so let's, let's, you do the background. So you just, you just randomly decided to reach out to Lita. Well, sure. I just, okay. So I reached out to Lita and I asked her if she would like to um, be interviewed on our podcast. And this is what went down. We're just, we're going to read you guys exactly what was written between us. And you guys will just see for yourselves. Uh, I just, okay, it's so, just really telling. It's and first really of all, you were surprised, right? You were surprised that she even responded, but she responded immediately to you. I mean, within milliseconds. Okay, because I think that's telling too, as we'll find out. All right, so I'll read the Lita part and you'll read all your parts. Okay. Okay, I'm not going to do a Lita accent though, because she has a very difficult accent to imitate. I can't harness it. Oh, please try. Well, you know what the thing is with her accent, too? Has anybody else noticed this? That, like, when she's in real-life scenes, she speaks one way. But when she has those little testimonial scenes, all of a sudden she has this, like, the Queen's English accent. It's true. She does. She shifts like that, and it's put on. Her testimonials (laughs) are definitely more (laughs) contrived. All right. So let's do this. You were super well-intentioned. We really were looking forward to having her on the show and here's what went down. So your first question was, would you like to would come on the show? Be? Right. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So it starts like this. I would love to, but I don't know if I'm allowed to do this because it's going to break the NDA. No, Invo- it's it. She didn't write that. She wrote, it's gonna breaking the NDA. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I would love to, but I don't know if I'm allowed to this to do this because it's gonna breaking the NDA emoji uh woman slapping her forehead uh (laughs) we can't talk about the show but we can talk about something outside of the show and then i responded okay i appreciate you letting me know your fans would love to hear from you regardless and get to know you better we're fascinated by your upbringing in indonesia perhaps you could share a story or two from your time there or you can always choose a topic that you're passionate about to share with us with the holidays fast approaching it would definitely be a special treat to hear from you please let me know what is agreeable to you thank you i would love to it's better we put away the show and focusing on the real reality do you want eric involved i totally understand about the nda and don't want you to risk anything if you're allowed to disclose that you are together at this point then yes we would love to have him join you um so she fell off there um and so it was uh about a week later, I would say. Mm-hmm. That... And just a few days ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was just yesterday. Okay. It? Oh, no, no, you're right. I'm so sorry. This yeah. was a... this was on, you're right, a few days ago. That's right. Mm-hmm. I let her know that we we're going to be recording. So I reached out to her because I didn't get a follow-up from her. And I said, hi, Lita. We will be recording this coming Sunday and would love to have you and Eric join us for a segment. Please let me know if you're still interested. And if so, what time works best for both of you? Thank you. I'm fine with Monday. What time? What do you want me to share? What do you want me to share? 
ooh, you want me and Eric both? We can do it on Sunday after 9 p.m. then. <laughs> so then I say, yes, we think your fans would like to hear the dynamic of both of you. Sunday after 9 p.m. will work. Can I send you the recording instructions via email? Ooh, is it on an app? Since you do not wish to talk about your appearances on the show, we will simply be asking general relationship questions and about your story growing up in Indonesia versus how Eric grew up in America. Sure, and here's she my email. And she gives her email. All right, yeah, bring more positive vibes. Hehe, <laughs> much better. Hehe, <laughs> by the way, insertion, editor's note, spelled H-E-H-E, -E, randomly inserted in all her texts. <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about the show without letting the TLC publicist knows about it. Okay, growing up, story, me and Eric. Okay, then, then, what else? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, scrambling, because I'm like, oh, she's, like, on the spot. She wants to know what questions we ask. So I say to her, the dynamic of a blended family and how cultural differences affect all the members in the family, not just the couple. For example, do you and Eric have the same discipline style? If not, is that a result of different cultural influence? And, and here begins what I would call the uh, the very terse impress me portion of the text exchange right nice threes nice that will do that will def do next <laughs> so then i'm scrambling and i'm like uh what are your plans for the future five years from now ten years from now do you both have the same vision of retirement okay i'm writing it down now dot 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 right so i'm yeah. like uh she wants more um so then i'm just letting her know it will probably end up being one segment, but if we use more time, is there anything either of you would like to address or plug? Ooh, I don't know. I should ask Eric about that. <laughs> but I'm open with more questions. How about opportunities that I've been doing so far since I got here? Hmm, is that even interesting? Ha <laughs> ha. Or how's life after marriage? Ha <laughs> ha. So I let her know, I will send you an email with download instructions. Please look out for it. Respond with the device you will be using for the app. Feel free to think of more questions you might want to address. Ultimately, it's meant to be fun. Okay, for sure. We'll think about it with Eric. Heart sign emoji. Yeah, I think other questions can be more like life after we get married. And then how's America treat me so far? <laughs> like out of the show for sure. I don't know. You're the host. You tell me which one is good. I'm more like want to give people something positive. You know, like people may hate us from the show, but how do we deal with haters? Show for happiness and that's it. Ha ha. <laughs> okay. She really goes between the he-hes and the ha-has. It's a real interesting we uh, thing she weaves. Yeah. So she, she clearly wants to present something, you know, a positive outlook so that she can address the haters is basically what she's saying. So I'm thinking uh, I want to help her or support her or just give her the idea that I understand what you're trying to do. And so this is my response. Hi, Lita. I just sent you the email with instructions for our podcast interview this Sunday. I think you have very good instincts about the fan community. Uh, personally, if I were you, I would own how you were portrayed and address it straight on without being a victim or on defense. I think you're seeing the backlash that Kalani is getting from playing victim to her husband because she is pregnant again. I believe that fans want transparency, and I know it's hard to be vulnerable, especially to hundreds of thousands of people who do not know you personally. But we all want the antagonist to acknowledge and learn uh, and grow. Only then will your haters actually believe in your happiness. They maybe feel they missed out on that part of it. And suddenly you just straight jumped straight to happy. It's difficult for them to trust it 
if they didn't see it or get a bear your soul moment from you. I know this must not be easy, but a big part of this reality game is storytelling. So I hope you and Eric will feel comfortable to open up and let us in on your authentic lives and feelings. We look forward to connecting. So you are super uh, straightforward, super well-intentioned about really having a productive discussion and making sure that she's as happy as possible with the outcome. And here's what she responds. I have to forward this request to the publicist from TLC and let them decide about this interview. First of all, if you don't know how the TV show works, I would gladly share everything with you in person about the experience. Second of all, please don't use the name of my friend Kalani about this. You don't know her. She's not playing victim. She's a good person in real life. TV show makes us look bad, that's for sure. Third, why do we need to play victim while in fact we're the victim? We received death threats. We got bullied online and that's never stopped. Since many people believe everything on the show and decide to judge, I tried to fight back and they call me the bully. Arms in the air, palms raised upwards like, I don't know. So you never win. Fourth, speaking of haters, their opinions are not my reality. They don't see how happy we are as a couple and how great we are as a family. The last one, I got a message from TLC publicist that she's out of town and be back on the second. So we won't be available for podcasts until her decision. So I was stunned at her response and how um, defensive she was. I really didn't believe that my, I really did feel like I was trying to be supportive and trying to get her to understand that I understood her position and what she was trying to accomplish with this interview. So my response to her in shock was, oops, I think you might've misinterpreted my last message in responding to your statement uh, of dealing with haters. I did preface it with personally, and if I were you thereby inserting my opinion only applying to myself, if you felt that I was judging you and hating on Kalani, you are mistaken, and I apologize for the confusion. The truth is, is that Kalani is receiving backlash about her position on being pregnant. That part is not up for debate, and I certainly didn't insert uh, any judgment, just stating that the community did not receive that well. I am aware of how the show operates on a production level, and it is precisely why we give anyone opportunities to share their authenticity with the audience. The publicist said no to this interview. Have a good day. That was it. She immediately came back with that. Oh, man. Well, you know, I think it's almost better than having her on. I really do. Because it shows that... Well, it's a couple of things. My reaction to this is, again, and you were completely, and I know you were, you were completely well-intentioned. It was not our intention to in any way make her look bad. We really were excited to even have a talk with her about things that she was able to talk about, NDA notwithstanding. Yeah. So her background in Indonesia, maybe drilled down on the whole child support thing, why that bothered her so much. But as you can tell, and I think comes across in that exchange, is that she's a goddamn loose cannon. <laughs> and she is super defensive. And a, I hate to say it, man, she is, she's a nightmare. And I wonder, like, the amount of shit Eric puts up with because we're just trying to be nice to you, man. We're just trying to have you on a show. I and know. you're like... You, you got so upset about it. I, I mean, 
you, you know, uh, there's a couple things. One, so Eric said on the show, hey, this could be my last chance for love. Dude, you're 40, yeah. according to the show. Why do you think this is your last chance for love? Why are you settling for this, man? Why are you letting her push you around and you get rid of your daughters? Like, stop that. It's really, really bad. I think that this episode, so for their scenes, we did see, I mean, at least we can say she's consistent. She's consistently manic and crazy. And the thing about her, and you you see it in, in, in this text exchange that we had, is that she takes zero accountability ever in life. And then in the episode um, on Sunday, she, Eric, I guess, forgot, misplaced, or just his t- uh, suit pants didn't. They just were missing. And she, you know, she, apparently she had packed the bag, um, but it had gone missing. And she blamed him. Like, she's the one that packed it. And yet <laughs> she can't take any accountability for, like, maybe I didn't pack it. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe it was my error in some way. Like, she just can't receive any feedback that does not stroke her ego. And that's really what's scary when you, firstly, are a mother and then you have no chance at a successful relationship if you're not going to look at yourself honestly and, and be accountable for half of your shit. Well, first of all, again, the publicist said no to this interview. Have a good day, right? <laughs> After the publicist was out of town or whatever the hell the publicist was. Yeah. It also just shows, though, it's, it's a window into her brain. So you took great pain, great care to write a thoughtfully worded text about, hey, no didn't mean that here's all I'm saying totally want to do this and her brain wouldn't allow her to take that at face value she immediately went to have a good day so that that even infers like she feels like she has the upper hand right like oh bye-bye you're not getting me for the interview yeah that's right now that's a great point right because some of these people think they're way bigger than they are (laughs) Lita, you ain't big. God knows. Lita, you ain't shit. Now it's like, yeah. now I'm like, you know, I was about to support your ass and try and give you this like platform to, to, you know, show everyone, hey, I'm not a monster, you know, and it really, it's true. Like whether it's television, film, real life and you fuck up because everyone does everyone, we're all human. We make mistakes. But then when you can come back and say, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I made a mistake. I was horrible. I this is what I've learned. Please forgive me. I'm going to show you like if you can do that that you've just endeared yourself to everyone and you know you're just new opportunities are created and life gets better. Everyone's vibing better. It's just it's really it's her loss, man. It's it's Listen, I don't know if it's her loss, but self-awareness is a function of intelligence. And clearly she lacks self-awareness. And the fact that Eric has let her run roughshod on his family is really kind of sad. There is another layer to this, dare I say. You you may, you know, I'm going to throw this out, which is not going to get us any TLC swag in the future. But TLC should be ashamed of them damn selves because... They clearly, you know how shady they must be. Because when they found Lita and they realized she was batshit, they were like, oh, we're casting her. <laughs> we are totally casting her. And if she fucks up this dude's family, 
we don't give a fuck because then we're going to have ratings and then there's going to be yeah. people like DeBay and DeGill who are going to do podcasts on her. So, like, there is that extra layer where you're like, man, y'all should be ashamed of yourself for having these these poor people on your show because they clearly know what they're doing, right? They know what they're doing when they're casting people. Oh, for sure. For sure. They're very practiced at it over the seasons but you're right about tlc and i hate to shit on an entire network but do you remember back in the day when their programming was almost it was so feel good and just squeaky clean totally totally they've gone so far from that like it's so i get it we want you know salacious we want drama (laughs) you know that's why we're here but yeah when you start fucking up families i don't know I don't know. And then, and as I said, no warning on the uh, pimple popper commercials. <laughs> but then what are some of the other shows they have? There was the, oh, the Sister Wives one now they got going. Oh, my God. Can you believe what we're watching? I'm not, <laughs> I refuse to watch that one. No, I'm I won't watch it either. I'm not supporting that one. No, I won't watch it either. But it's just, uh, the, with the Lita thing, it is so, I, I guess the, the real upshot of all of this then, just sort of wrapping it up is, you wonder if these folks are playing characters you know and what we see with an exchange like this is that at least in the case of lita which i think is reflective of of many of these cast members they are exactly who they are uh as they are portrayed to be and have all the flaws that they are portraying themselves to have and when they say oh it's just set up the way we're all made to look bad Dude, we had a Bay had debate had a five minute exchange with you. You showed yourself to look bad. TLC didn't edit shit in that exchange. True that. True that. That that. From my internal light to yours. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> she needs to wear a t shirt that says that. You know, I am going to take a page out of her book. Anytime I have to say no to someone, I'm just going to say, the publicist said no. <laughs> have a good day have a good day well good for you let me just applaud you though good for you for reaching out to her good for you for uh having only the best um of intentions in mind to actually have a conversation with her that would uplift her and give her a chance to be liked and uh she took that opportunity and uh on it she but flushed it down the toilet yeah good for you though well done. Thank you, DeBay, DeGill. You're very welcome. DeGill, DeGill Bay. You don't even know my name. <laughs> you don't even know my name. You don't even know my name. All right. All right. Well, that's it. I think I think we just reunion next week. We'll be down for that. I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. We're so grateful for you guys listening and liking but now we need to ask you guys to rate us if you could just give the five star a click and i know reviews take more time and we're all pressed for time and pulled in a million directions we totally get it but if you can leave a little review we'll even give you a shout out if you want you can let me know on instagram the um, account is 90 day fiance podcast so you can dm us directly there and let us know if you want a shout out we're happy to do that you can find me on twitter at i am debay and i'll bring my mouth further away from the mic i promise
I know. We're sorry about the audio. Sometimes we're in like really weird locations and then we we can't figure out like a really the ideal setup. But um happy new year to everyone. Happy New Year. All the happy best year, in 2019. Japan. Thank you, DeGill. All the best to you. Oh, <laughs>